Okay. So, we're going to talk about diversity. We're going to talk about resilience. We're going to talk about the current state of knowledge, which should have been reflected years ago about equality, about racism, about diversity. This goes back to also um, gender issues, which are coming up currently. I don't think everybody's realized we've always had gender issues. Um, there's never been equality in that. And that some young culture and some young people to date are finding it difficult to identify themselves and that they don't need to. I think we need to respect that. Um, I think in a sexist culture, which is what we are, um, it's a big statement saying that it's no longer acceptable, that uh, it does not define them and they will not tolerate it. And I'm all for it. Um, it doesn't matter what you choose to wear. You're still a person. I'm not saying that some of the other activities that have come out of that are not activities. They're actually degrading and uh, sexually demoralizing um, and hurtful to kids. And that doesn't seem to stop. Hurtful to women. Um, there have been sexist sexist movements in other countries where it's hurtful to men to be wrong to be a man and that they need to be bashed. I've had very real conversations with many people and I'm really grateful for Twitter. Half of it was mm, and half of it was real. Um, it really opened up my eyes to what I thought was really, you know, um, equality always. And, and that was never true. That was never true. I always took it for granted that we all had equality or that we all saw equality in the same thing. Not all had equality, but that we all saw equality in the same thing. You know, looking back, signing up for something, I really wanted the mentorship training. I really thought that that was equally important to establish that in any line of work. Because my company exhibited that thought process. Uh, what I didn't understand is that sometimes leadership is perceived as one person um, being in charge and doing the work when actually the team is all together doing the work and that should be the team mentality. I can't change that in different companies. Um, if you're not able to work with your team and able to offer them the same growth that you gave yourself in building your company, then um, why are we here? I mean, yes, sometimes that person is going to become an individual thinker, which we should all have independently that freedom, and go off and do something else that's just as equally as great as what you're doing. Now, that should be acceptable. It should never be um, discriminated against or looked down upon or even thought of as a threat. Um, to train another person in the old box and say, you're a woman, I'm a man. Mm, yeah, that doesn't work with me. I've been living it, but that doesn't work with me anymore. So um, I think in the current light of events, the trial that's going on, um, 
other events in the last two, three years, we need to look at humanity as a whole and decide how to handle that in the workforce. And it's diversity, it's equality, it's talking about being sexist, um, which I've had to admit in a previous life, yeah, it was not handled correctly by me or by others. And I should have left the job. So, um, that being said, and being taken advantage of because I was a female and divorced and single, man, it's been a huge wake-up call. And I think it should be a wake-up call for everyone because we're teaching our kids the same thing our parents taught us. Is that good or bad? Um, I tend to leave or lean into lean into communities and cultures that address the need for equality and to change that old mindset, which it should have never been a mindset to begin with. Um, my mom saw that. My dad saw that. I think once you are a survivor of war or homelessness or uh, a victim of abuse, you see the world so much differently, so much more differently, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I think you can eventually walk away from that destruction and gain some insight into who is real and who is not. And um, those are the choices that you need to make. Those are the choices we all need to make daily. One bad influence in a group or in a company or in a government institution does not mean that everyone else behaves or thinks the same way or um, discriminates the same way. And I think we need to keep that in mind. Most people do. Um, and then some lump everyone into the same boat. And that's the wrong mentality also. Um, I thought I taught my kids better. I thought they knew that my expectation was better than that. And that they could achieve anything they want in life. And it didn't have to be based around color. Or sex. Or gender identity as we want to call it now. Um. Yeah, I do believe there are issues with a lot of perceptions that are transmitted in advertising in different fields that we look at every day. And we need to be able to stay back from that and be objective without becoming emotional. And yeah, I'm honest. I haven't been able to do that for some things. You know, I've been excusing some other attitudes and hoping to survive the onslaught that's not what happened, uh, pretty much killed me, um, yeah, I wrote a couple papers about civil rights, I was really on fire, you gotta understand, I have to have that passion, and I have to get really upset with the way people are getting treated, or kids are getting treated, in order to do that on a daily basis, it does not happen naturally for me, um, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, I don't know, I, I can, you know, I can see, um, but I think the expectation for the community, your own community, you need to set 
that walk and that talk yourself and you need to come forward and that means that goes throughout your company as well what are you expecting to learn from your company what are you expecting to offer to your company when um, you work for them and how does that translate to your personal life are you doing those same integrity driven um, things in your personal life because your family is watching you and your co-workers are watching you and um, your students may be watching you um, I think the misconceptions of the general public is huge because most of us are walking around with blinders on and I was for many many years I'm not saying I'm perfect I never was um, but I did take on other people's burdens to try and think that I could fix it all and I can't um, I think it's a hum population of humanity and I, I tagged a hashtag myself on Twitter and on Instagram and it's one population of human beings that we are one population of human beings and on occasion I come back to that hashtag and that's still really my mindset whether I was watching Star Trek or not or watching um, the results of war and mash or not a lot of it was humor but a lot of it was definitely serious notes on how we treat other people or accept other people um, accept people in general <clears throat> the mindset of you know children should be seen and not heard was destructive for generations and it still is um, we have a lot more work to do and so yeah if you'll see me with a community that's not my same skin color I really don't care I still consider them family um, and always will it's just the way I was raised and it's just part of what I consider my religion um, it's not acceptable for some I don't care I've been excusing that you tolerated my viewpoint to begin with and I can't excuse the mindset that's closed from other people and that it's their way or the highway I don't think you've learned anything from my experience if that's the case I'm not an extraordinary person I'm just a very passionate person about caring for other people and it translates into every conversation I have and you can stage a conversation for me but I can tell when that conversation clicks into real and they actually drop their wall down and say wait a minute she's genuine and I won't trade that for anything I'm not going to let you make me feel less of a person because I'm a woman or because I was homeless or because currently I'm dressed in jeans instead of my smart clothes I don't think anybody's clothes should define the person or the mentality they are I don't think anybody's financial status should determine the person they are either um, although you've got some other issues going on if you know we have a scarcity mentality and that's a whole other conversation that's never really brought up in public but it's affecting generations across the board who have generations surviving more 
Um, this country in itself is great for many things. There are other countries that are just as great for many things. And we used to be seen as a leadership country that set the standards. And I think we need to find that again in each other and expect better of others, of people who are in more power than we are. We have the opportunity to be that voice for those that don't have a voice, including those with invisible disabilities, including those who have ADHD or autism or traumatic brain injury who can't talk right now, including those who get constantly taken advantage of or degraded because of their skin color. It's not an Asian movement. It's not a black movement. It's a humanity movement. It's all together the same movement. And yes, we should focus on the Asian movement, the black movement, the Indian movement. We should focus on those movements and the environmental movement. But we need to understand that we are all the same humans. Just because we have different skin color or different sexes or maybe not even a defined sex. That is still an integrity driven, driven person. And should not be discounted whatsoever. Um, the fact that the military has changed its mind about certain gender and gone back and forth leads me to believe we have people still in power that 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 we need to change that mindset that it is equality no matter what and I'm really proud of that um, I went to work for my veterans and my first responders because I have that close connection and I served in other ways with my family that doesn't mean I was in active duty but I still served in other ways and I found a lot of peace and home in that tribe and I still do and I'm not going to take anybody else's judgment of what I have accomplished in a little bit of time to make an impact for that um, and I want to go back to it but it'll take some time uh, I don't think I should have been made to destroy my platform just so that you could see me as this great human superpower with this vision I have my platform should have remained because that demonstrated the hard work and the legacy and the impact I wanted to have with my kids to show that whatever happened something came of it something good came of it it may not be directly related to the other people but it's directly related to our family and that was important. I think we need to strive to be together better every day um, to lead an example for our children or our co-workers if you don't have children um, or our family or our grandparents. If we don't do that, then why are we here? Um, just to produce income, um, just to survive, just to admit we're only living with blinders on. I'd like to say that a lot of the conversations or all of the conversations were heartfelt and open, 
I could always tell at the end when they were staged. Um, and then I could always tell at the end who really felt an impact by my presence. And I didn't realize I had that huge impact, to be quite honest. It's overwhelming for me to think that others um, feel that way about me. And I can honestly say people seek me out when I really didn't understand what that meant. Um, I still want my quiet life back. I want the man that I love and I want my family back. And keeping me isolated is not healthy. I don't know about the rest of you, but the rest of you get to go home and put your feet up, don't you? Or read a book and not be judged. Or have an opinion and not be disintegrated because of it. Um, I had the beginning of a conversation on a professional website and he made two comments in a row that already designated he wanted to get to a personal level as opposed to keeping it to a professional level. And I came right back directly, which is something I never did before previously. And someone else got assaulted by it. You know, I, I was direct in saying that's inappropriate to speak with me that way. You're implying we have a personal relationship and that's not fair to me. So I'm going to let you know right now I don't I don't tolerate it. And then the person got offended. And then right after that, they expected me to say thank you for listening. And saying thank you for listening is almost like an apology that I said something to begin with. I don't want that kind of misinterpretation whatsoever. I, I want it directly understood that that's not... That's not appropriate. So, um, yeah. That environment I may have been in several times before in my past life, that's not going to happen in the future. And if you can't express respect and integrity when we first start talking... Yeah, I'll find the difference between you joking around and being a little joking and being sexist. And I will find that right off the bat. Whether or not you accept it, that's your problem. But I won't tolerate it anymore in my life. It ruined my life for seven years. And I'm not going to let that happen again. Or lose a man that's been waiting to be with me. And has given me this time and space to find myself. That's priceless. So, when we're talking about respect and integrity and humanity, we need to lump in compassion. Other people call it empathy. I was empathetic before and it got me nowhere. It got me actually to be a victim of other people and drained spiritually every single day. There's a difference when you're compassionate. You're putting your effort into being empathetic, but you're giving a response that says, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you're going through this. I'm hoping, you know, things get better for you. I pray things get better for you, however you want to express it. But you're not taking on the responsibility for fixing them anymore. 
And being empathetic, you take on the responsibility for fixing them or making them feel better for the moment. People don't want to be made to feel better. They just want to be heard. And a lot of times we were raised in that environment where we need to make them feel better and cover it up. That's that's not right. And that not that should not be continued in families and genera- generations in the workforce. So that's that's what I'm saying where we need to grow to. Um, I will start using the hashtag again, one population of human beings. I think it's always been really pertinent. It should always be the mindset for everyone in anyone's conversation. Um, whether or not that's going to happen in the next few years because of recent events and um, deaths that didn't need to happen at all. Um, need is a bad word. That didn't have to happen. That should have never happened. That has been going on for decades. Uh, we need to do better. We need to handle those situations better. We need to step up and say this is not right. And I know people did from listening to part of the event, but it wasn't enough. Someone, someone should have stepped up one more time and said something or called the department and said, this is not right. You're not going to like this. Why are we allowing this to happen? And that's basically what we're doing when we stand by. I'll speak up for someone else's kid. I'll speak up for my kid. I'm hoping you'd speak up for my kid if I'm not there. That's the expectation of humanity. That's what I want to impress on other people. If you don't hear that in my voice and in my intention, you're not listening. And you're part of the problem. I want to spend my time with family. And this is one of those holidays that we may not be real religious in my family, but we still take time out to be with each other and to be grateful. And that is part of being connected with your family. If you want to call it a relationship or a religion of being grateful, I, I you know, because you can't handle it that we're not religious and go, don't go to church every day, that's fine. It's your judgment of me because I don't go to church. Because I don't say God all the time. Because I don't pray every morning. I pray in my own way. I don't ask for your approval. And actually, I'm not judging you on how you pray. But you're condoning or not condoning that I don't pray to God. Which is unacceptable to me. Which means you don't think I'm a person unless I go to church. That kind of mentality is old thinking. That's one of the reasons why I don't want to work with you. I'm sorry you don't understand that. If you don't have the openness to accept everybody the way they are, at where they are, and why they do it, or why they don't do it, then how can we ever understand each other? 
Why do you want my gift of compassion training, even in your boat? I'm just asking the question. I'd love to hear the answer on phone. You know, you have my phone number, and you could have always called. Instead, we have this battle every day, and you insist I proclaim to God, and that's not going to happen. Not today, not tomorrow, not the next week. It was more than God. It was the universe in a spiritual trail that I've been on for many years. My mom knew it. My dad kind of suspected it, but was never allowed to really communicate with me because my mom had so much trauma. And that was not her fault. She just never knew how to get help. And you just assumed that she was mentally enabled and bipolar. You made a wrong judgment. It was more trauma that she never got over. It was abandonment issues of leaving your family in Germany, of being abandoned during the military time when my dad-to-be was out in the field and we weren't allowed to have housing because they weren't married yet, because her divorce was not finalized by the Catholic Church, of all things. So... When you want to speak to me about equality, we can have that conversation. Other than that, you need to take the higher road and just quietly apologize and let me be. I may need structure and curriculum on handling coaching, but then so do you. If we're not learning, we're not growing. You said that yourself. If you haven't learned anything in the last seven years of my experience, and yet you still are discontent that I don't go to church and be fearful of God, then I don't think you got any message of what I learned. Or maybe you bowed out and weren't paying attention. I'm sorry. The seven years I had of education on the street, including homelessness and being battered by the Johns, yeah, I learned more about myself and others than I could ever get in a four-year college program. It may have been survival mode most of the time, but it was honest. And it shared a lot about other people's greed and what they expected to gain out of me as opposed to building resilience and a relationship. Which is what should have been your effort. I'm not the same person I was seven years ago. I had a complete stranger tell me seven days ago that things will be okay and I'll return to normal. Um, that's not a fair shot. have such a huge learning experience why would you ever return back to the numbness you were living in before I can't I won't I'm, a few people that really love me would absolutely be disappointed if I did that again
can say is thank you for sticking around. Um, thank you for hopefully listening. It's Easter Sunday. I know you spent most of it in church. I know you believe in God. I don't judge you for that. I appreciate the fact that you have so much faith. But I have faith in me first. And then I have faith in humanity. And my religion is actually nature and the wind. And believe it or not, my parents still talk to me. And yeah, I can hear you. Even if you insist on beating me to death over it, it's still not going to happen. If I owe you something, send me a bill. My decision won't change. And I'm wishing you all the best. I really do.